I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, August 18th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals, today is a pretty big day. It is our one-year anniversary of recording the Peak Daily, and guess what? Jay couldn't even be bothered to show up. I'm just kidding. Jay is on the road. But on behalf of both him and I, we just wanted to thank all of you, all of the Peak Pals out there for supporting our journey. Thanks to you. We're now actually the number one business podcast in Canada, not just the only business news podcast in Canada. We're number one overall. We've put out 249 episodes and you've listened to us over 330,000 times. That's a lot, even for me. Uh, we've recorded from all kinds of places. Once from uh, in a car outside of a ski resort, uh, in airports, I recorded in the in the actual, uh, by the gates of LaGuardia. I even recorded once, and this is embarrassing, in the bathroom of a Via Rail train. But it's been an incredible ride. I've been so lucky to have a great co-host in Jay. And of course, we couldn't have done this all without our incredible and wild reliable producer Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions. But Peak Pals, we're not done yet. Not even close to being done. However, I'm going to ask one thing from you. We would love if you took some time to share the pod on social media today. I'll respond to each and every post. We'd really appreciate it. And you know, enough celebration. Let's just get in to what you came here for. For our first story, Zellers is coming back. For our second story, Airbnb is trying to stop you from partying. And for our last story, unions are looking to boost wages. Surprise, surprise. For our first story, almost a decade after Zellers left suburban malls across the country, sitting empty, Hudson's Bay Company, HBC, is looking to launch its Canadian discount chain back into relevance. I've got some very fond memories of my time at the Zellers restaurant. I believe there was some steep discount for kids. They would even give things for free. But don't hold your breath about the restaurant. That's probably not coming back. But here is what's happening. Zellers will open in certain Hudson Bay locations next year and debut a new e-commerce website that taps into the nostalgia of the old brand, whatever that means. I, I don't have any particular attachment to Zellers. But let's get you caught up on what's going on here. So in 2008, HBC decided that instead of continuing to burn money through Zellers, it would sell off all of the leases for its 186 locations to Target. Target. And their plan was to ramp up its big Canadian launch and use these leases as kind of the foundation for that. Now, uh, too soon for some, despite the strength of the Target brand in the American suburbs and a new set of ideal locations across Canada, the company's cross-border effort failed shortly thereafter. You might remember it was a huge disaster. The shelves weren't stocked. It was a really big thing. But just to tie it all back here and to why it all matters, while it might look like HPC's strategy has pivoted to slowly replace placing its big stores with dozens of little stores. You can see this week's MEC announcement that they'll also be taking over some of the HBC store space. The move makes sense given the recent pressures to monetize $11 billion worth of its real estate. That's a ton of real estate that they have, and they're just trying to maximize the use of it. Now, HBC owns or controls, either entirely or with partners, 40 million square feet of leasable space, more than 10 times the size of the West Edmonton Mall, which is the biggest mall in Canada, one of the biggest malls in the world. Now, HBC is also hoping to capitalize on consumers turning to discount retailers in search of lower prices as soaring inflation drives even the wealthiest of families to our friends at Walmart. But customers may be turning to discount retailers for groceries, but they're dialing back on discretionary spending like clothing and home goods, which are Zeller's main offerings. So it's not a sure thing. And here's the bottom line. Sellers didn't really catch on back then. It, it couldn't even compete with Walmart on price or supply chain strength, products, or even customer service. And so, you know, I'm not holding my breath that it's going to work now, but it, let's give it a shot. 
For our second story, Airbnb is introducing a new weapon in its war against fun and will soon roll out, quote unquote, anti-party technology on its platform in Canada and the U.S., Peak Pals, I've been warning about this for years. The war on the party is real, and Airbnb, they're taking it to the next level. And here's how it all started. So in June, Airbnb permanently banned unauthorized parties on its properties after an initial temporary ban adopted at the outset of the pandemic. Now, the phrase anti-party technology, it probably brings to mind a robot that scolds you for having fun or a speaker that only plays that boring, dull elevator music. But what it really is, is an algorithm that preemptively blocks bookings deemed to be high risk for parties. Now, to do this, Airbnb looks at factors including the guest's review history, their length of stay, how close they live to the listing, and whether they're booking for a weekday or a weekend. Weekday parties, though, give it a shot, Peak Pals. It's, it can be a lot of fun. Now, if a booking meets certain parameters, Airbnb will block it and offer an alternative listing that's less conducive to party, like a single room where the host lives on site or even a hotel room in some instances. Now, Airbnb has been testing the feature in Australia, the party capital of the world, since late last year and found that it reduced the number of unauthorized parties at its properties by 35%. And this is why it matters. Now, algorithms such as Airbnbs are often prone to bias. Users might not like a system that accuses them of being irresponsible partiers. That, combined with rising prices, could stand to make hotels a more attractive option. And for our last story, last month, the Bank of Canada governor, Tiff Macklem, you and I, we know him as T-Mac, well, he pissed off quite a few people after telling business leaders to avoid adjusting wages to keep up with inflation. Now, in response, bosses from Canada's largest unions, they're now clapping back. Peak pals are advocating for workers' bargaining power solidarity at a time they say they need to make gains. Now, Lena Payne, the new president of Unifor, Canada's largest private sector union, called Macklem's comments, quote-unquote, extremely disappointing, and B. Bruski, that's her name, the president of the Canadian Labour Congress, told Macklem to, quote-unquote, stay in his lane. Wow, those are fighting words. The Bank of Canada advises against wage increases because of fears of falling into the dreaded wage price spiral in which higher wages fuel the inflation fire by leading to higher prices. But union leaders and policy critics counter this notion, noting that the last wage price spiral was seen in the early 1980s when far more of the workforce was unionized. 29% of Canada's working population is unionized. And while their wages have comparatively gone up more this year, they're still not close to matching inflation and the rates, the increase in prices that we've seen. And this is why it matters so much. The Bank of Canada is making progress in beating back inflation. We saw the numbers yesterday, but there's still a long road ahead and workers can't afford to take one for the team as living costs continue to rise. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in the country, not even Daily Canadian. It's the most listened to business news podcast in the country. And if you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review and please do share on social media. If you want more Peak, you can subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thank you again to our excellent producer, Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Peak Pals, for one year of the Peak Daily and we'll see you next year. Well, hopefully I see you tomorrow, but we'll, we'll celebrate again in another year from now. Have a great day, everyone.